Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. I have a phenomenal and familiar guest in the building today. You may remember him from episode five. We got my dog, Steve Lane, in the building. In this episode, Steve and I discuss the importance of ownership, personal responsibility, finding your own answers, and how important where you place your attention is in life. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. Leave a five-star rating and also a review. If you've been catching up with me on Instagram, you know I have a brand new offering, brand new one-on-one coaching experience called Fulfillment Express, where these 12 weeks can possibly transform the next 12 years of your life. So be sure to reach out to me if you feel called to learn more about that. I honor you. I appreciate you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special and familiar guest to the show. You might remember him from episode number five, where we took a deep dive into vulnerability, overcoming self-limiting beliefs, and embracing the hero's journey. I have the amazing Stee Lane in the building. What's going on, my brother? Yes, yes, mate. What's going on? I'm happy to be back, man. I always love these conversations, so I'm psyched to see where this one takes us today. No, most definitely. I think what's what's really cool about podcasts, and I think it really shows up whenever we talk, it's that they're just very organic conversations, and all the listeners get to be a, a fly on the wall of the things that we talk about whenever we catch up, so it's super dope. Yeah, that's right. I, re- I heard something recently as well, and I thought it was really interesting um, that, you know, one of the, the you know, this attention spans are kind of narrowing down a little bit like you know this quick form content you know like TikTok videos reels you know everything's short but people are still craving this long form conversation podcast style and it seems to be one of the um, most common ways people are accessing some kind of a flow state so I thought that was really interesting because it just seems to be so natural you know when you get two people that are kind of like-minded and they just riff off one another and and, you know like time kind of evaporates and you can consume like an hour-long podcast and it feels like 10 minutes and it's like whoa that was interesting and though you know maybe you was in flow with that so i think it's really cool to just connect and and have these good absolutely absolutely and i and what that makes me think of when you talk about that is how important these deep meaningful conversations are in life I think with everything like TikTok and the reels and, you know, just scrolling through Instagram, all things that I enjoy from time to time, I also understand how much more important it is to me to have like those deep one-on-one meaningful conversations where I get to better understand myself through the conversation with another. Yeah, man, couldn't have said it better myself. I think it's it's so needed. and. This is the, the beautiful aspect of tech, right? Like we're, we're, we can't always get that in our immediate circles. Sometimes we might be craving that, but maybe, you know, we're, we're on a little bit of a different path. We're not, we, you know, we can't vibe on this level with some of our friends because maybe we're in the process of finding our new tribe or whatever that is. So that's the amazing aspect of this is now we can go and find that. You know, you can plug it in, you stumble across a conversation, it resonates, and, you know, that's your podcast you listen to and they're your kind of people and, and now you're finding that community online and, you know, it's never going to be quite as good as the real deal and all the hugs and all of that stuff that I'm sure a lot of us are craving right now but goddamn man there's a lot of a lot of value to be found in this and and I I I share that with you man I just love having these deep conversations and I just learn so much from them and I love listening to them too you know so let's get it amen amen so for those of you listening y'all might not know this but last time you heard Steve and I speak Steve was coming all the way from Pennsylvania and now my man is just a, a hop jump and skip away over in, uh, are you in Tampa or St. Petersburg or Clearwater, somewhere in that area? Yeah, yeah. I mean they're all they're all right around there, but I am in St. Petersburg, out here in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is only like three hours away from me in Miami. So, man, I always think it's fascinating when people pick up their life and they move to a new physical location. Man, take me through some of the physical, mental, emotional, and and spiritual changes that you, one, are already experiencing through your move and that maybe even had an impact on why it was that you wanted to move? Dude, it's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's the biggest um, 
thing that has happened obviously we we're also new parents my wife and i we, we mm -hmm. our son turned one over the weekend so uh, like this all culminated and this move and becoming a parent like this is by far and away the the single biggest decision of my like adulting life you know <laughs> I'm, I'm you know 31 years old now and i did a really good job of avoiding the the classic adulting life which is you know rush to grow up you know get out of college immediately get into work and all that we had a, a long time backpacking and exploring the world and exploring ourselves and and learning and, and that was an amazing time but when we did finally settle and we spent the last three years up in northeast pennsylvania what we found was that we were offered an incredible opportunity to run a bed and breakfast and it was really fun and we'd never done that before and we learned an incredible amount doing that because it was just Nicole and I, we did the whole thing and mm -hmm. this wasn't just some rinky dink B&B, &B. this was a high end five star nine bedroom, you know, legit B&B &B. and that was our baby for a few years because it required so much attention but mm -hmm. it was never going to be like our forever thing because it wasn't who we were. Now at the same time, it just got so comfortable because we were salaried. Um, we had all of our bills paid for pretty much. You know, we had a car, we had health insurance through the company. We lived in this just beautiful place and beautiful land. And it, it was so comfortable and it was so easy. And on one hand, it's kind of like we got what everybody else is looking for, which is this <laughs> maximum security. We got that. We had it. But, you know, what's really funny in, in having that maximum security. It was like minimum like like life force it was like minimum mm. chi it was like minimum meaning and purpose so it was like you know on paper you have this thing that everybody's trying to chase which is just like just have everything taken care of you don't have to worry about money yada yada and by the way we were never making uh, insane amounts of money but what we didn't have was any overheads right we was never you know mm. paying for anything so it was incredibly safe and it was fun while it lasted but we was also you know we we, we wrapped up after our third year of doing that and halfway through the summer and this is when we have a new baby too. My wife looks at me and, and, and she intuited what I was feeling also. But mm. that woman's intuition is just so keen and so sharp. And I, and I sure. trust my wife, you know, and we've been together for a long time and experienced a lot together. And she basically said, we have to, we have to get out, you know, we have to move. Like this isn't where we'll be forever and we have to do it sooner because it was it was draining on us you know energetically it was draining on our you know just our happiness and our quality so despite having all of these things that on paper were perfect it wasn't where we were ever supposed to be and um you know so to go through all of this at at, 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 at quote unquote the wrong time right the wrong time in terms mm -hmm. of like we just had a baby right you don't do these crazy like move across country take a risk kind of things when you've just had a baby because what most people do is they double down on security right because they right. think well you can't take a risk now you've got a kid what are you going to do like think about the savings like because we were leaving and when we moved down to florida we were leaving to nothing we weren't coming to another job we weren't coming to another career i'd been coaching behind the scenes whilst at the bed and breakfast for a few years knowing that that was truly what lit me up and that was truly my purpose and i was building that and i knew because that was going to be the thing that we were going to do one day like wholeheartedly and fully that that was going to be what I was going to do to make a living and support my family. But now it came in an accelerated manner and it was like, okay, we're leaving. We're going to Florida because we crave that sunshine and that outdoor lifestyle. And, um, you know, you're going to make coaching work because now you have to. And, and in a sense, it was, it was beautiful because it, it forced me to follow, you know, my bliss. It forced me to go mm. on my hero's journey whilst having that extra pressure of this isn't just about me anymore. This is about, you know, carving out that safety and security for my wife and my baby and creating this new life, leaving behind all of that safety that we had up there for ultimate risk. But in, in chasing that risk, there's like so much life there man there's so it, it feels so alive you know i'll take dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery any day of the week and and that's you know that's been it for the last few months so we, so we had to take the leap there's so much that goes through there not just from the logical mind and the finances but the all of the doubts the insecurities the what ifs what if we can't do this what if i fail what if this doesn't work what are we going to do all of those things were coming up on a daily basis and and basically you know that allowed me to just continue to lean into those i've been w working on myself for long enough now to know when those kinds of things come up you go into those that's where the medicine is you know that's where the treasure is so lean in go after those things take action anyway despite your fears take action yeah. you know and, uh, and here we are, man, having this conversation today. We're settled in Florida by a few months. I've been rewarded by life lining up with some beautiful synchronicities. I've had my best professional month on, on I've ever had. And I think, you know, that <clears throat> life rewards people that take 
risks. Life rewards people that have fears and they go anyway. Life rewards people that follow the bliss. And I'm a living, breathing, walking example of that. And I know that my work is far from done and I've got to continue to do those things. But I did it and I'll continue to do it and I'm going to continue to put the work in and I'm going to continue to live my life and, and, and design this life for our family by design, not just be, you know, on this kind of, you know, river towards the end, just getting blown around any which way the, the tide comes, you know, and, and not kind of taking ownership and charge of that. Absolutely. I mean, one, thank you for sharing all that. And it's so powerful because like you said, you are a living example of what's possible. Literally taking that step from, okay, I have majority of my financial mm -hmm. needs met um i have a beautiful home um you know running a business i don't have to worry about very much yet you knew that 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 peace that you you felt that you were a slave to does not compare to the exhilaration and the freedom of ultimately going after exactly what it is that you want to go through in your life and go after in your life and like right and like you said it's super, it's literally the opposite thing that we would be conditioned to do with a newborn baby. baby yeah, right? 100%. <laughs> and I, and I, I think, think it's so powerful that you were able to get even more anchored into your vision for yourself, your family, and ultimately your mission. Because it's no coincidence that you make that move, you get to from the cold to the sunshine, you're here in Florida, and in January you just had your best month of work ever right doing the work that you love to do and doing it in your way and like you said it, it came from from tapping into courage right having the fear and taking action anyways which i think is absolutely amazing with what's going on now and you're going into this transition and i would imagine you know january was such a powerful month for you because typically when people come into a new year, there's this new hope, this new optimism, and something that I've really been reflecting on and really talking about lately is how important it is to realize that, yes, it is a new year, it is a new opportunity, yet nothing's going to change from 2020 yeah. unless you are intentional about changing and putting in the action to change in 2021. What do you believe are the maybe most important or biggest things that people get to focus on when they are creating their changes in their life? I think you hit the nail on the head something really important that we're seeing out play on a, on a global scale here, which is kind of like this uh, savior complex we've got almost of hoping that you know, a new person, a new thing, a new change is going to save us, you know, like, I'm pretty sure we all wanted Trump out of office, right? Um, but mm -hmm. Joe Biden is not really going to save the world. He's just a man, you know, the, the right. coronavirus, I'm pretty sure we all want it to be done now. But the vaccine is not just going to save the world. It, it's, you know, these, 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 we're giving away our own power by relying on something, somebody else, a medicine, a person, a man, a political party to change reality it's not gonna work it, it really never has you know the the way you're gonna change the world is by changing you because when you change yourself the world that you live in changes and there's still gonna be all of these things you know there's still gonna be these challenges there's still gonna be awful people there's still gonna be racist there's still gonna be murderers there's still gonna be coronaviruses but by changing yourself you change your ability to see all of that and and respond to all of that as opposed to reacting to it to take ownership and to have agency over yourself and not get so lost in the these very tumultuous times and i think that the most important thing that people are hopefully seeing and feeling or need to hear about making that change is 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 taking personal responsibility it's moving from this victim mindset and this victim archetype where we say well i am this way because of this thing that happened to me or because of this that and the other and it's really hard to say that because a lot of people's excuses are so real and they're so valid and they have a very real reason to feel a certain way but they also have to remember at the same time as long as they stay stuck in that mindset of victimhood waiting for somebody to save them they're giving away their own power to make the changes that they need to make for themselves and you can only do that 
when you take responsibility, that you say, you know what, not everything in my life is my fault, right? It's not a fault that this thing happened to me or this thing happened to me or this is where I was born. Not everything that happens is my fault, but everything now is my responsibility. What am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with the situation I am in? What am I going to do to be the kind of person that gets to create the circumstances so I can get out of this, you know, sabotaging pattern or this place that I don't want to be or leave this relationship that I'm not happy in or change the way I see the world? That can only come about through personal responsibility. And I think we're in this dance right now where there's an awful lot of victims and there's also an awful lot of people that are finally seeing that you know this this desperation this this kind of breakdown almost is leading to a breakthrough for a lot of people where they're finally seeing it they're like oh no one's coming to save me the world isn't going to change like the only way we can change the world is by being the change we wish to see in the world and by by taking responsibility for ourselves working on our own stuff and making the changes necessary and fuck, that's not easy, man. That's so hard. Mm -hmm. And again, like so many of those things that so many people have stacked against them are so real. So it's not to downplay those, but it's also to say like, acknowledge them, own them, feel into them, understand that you might have it really hard and you might be in a really rough spot and that's okay. But the only way you're going to get out of that is by taking responsibility and you have to move from that victim mindset. And that is, you know, something that I I learned myself in the last few years and it's, Mm -hmm. and it put me on the path to you know create in my dream life because i had my challenges just like everybody else does and it's something that i teach my clients very early on is we need to be the kind of people that lead and leaders take responsibility ultimately and we all have to adopt this leadership hat right now knowing that you know we ain't gonna get saved no one's coming for no one's coming to save us we we have to do that for ourselves and and with great responsibilities comes great power. And I think I would encourage everybody to try and get some of that power. You, you are way more powerful than you even realize, but you have to move fundamentally from playing the victim to life and circumstance to taking ownership of you and, and, and how you're gonna approach whatever it is you're trying to do and create. Uh, so beautifully put, so beautifully put. And I love this distinction between the victim mentality and taking ownership. Because like you said, I think it's so important that we understand that individually, I know that I am the leader of my life, right? That no one can come and lead me out of anything that I'm going through besides myself. I could have people that help me. I could have, you know, mentors or people that I look to, people that give me feedback, advice that I can use. But at the end of the day, it's upon me to take the action. And when you talk about personal responsibility and this idea of, well, hey, not everything is my fault, but, you know, everything is my responsibility to change. I think what can be really effective and something that I work with my clients on is understanding that taking personal responsibility is not passing judgment on yourself. It's not beating yourself up. It is not using your word against you. Instead, it's really coming to this realization of, okay, this is my current reality. This is where I'm at right now. And I realize that this is not what I want going forward. So how can I look at my past experiences, the words that I used, the thoughts that I had that got me into this current spot? And how can I change them to be more effective in getting me where I want to go? But I think it's so easy for many people to just bring out the beat up stick and think that that's like a, an effective way of like, motivating themselves and maybe it works for some people but i'm here to say that that is not a sustainable thing to be doing yeah man yeah you hit the nail on the head there's a couple of things that's coming up for me is that you know when when you are in in that headspace where you're kind of trying to beat yourself into submission in order to change to to shame yourself in into the mode of of taking action and changing you're always in resistance you resist you're in resistance and that resistance has a resonance to it and you have to be very careful because you know the kind of karma the 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 seeds you sow they're tied to that and if they're very negative you'll never kind of escape that and and what you resist persists for a reason so to come at it from that 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 is not how you grow that abundant garden you can't do that from planting those negative seeds of scarcity right you have to accept 
And acceptance is a funny little word because people mm -hmm. also think acceptance means that you become very blasé and passive and, and submissive. It isn't that. It is what you said. It's, okay, I am here right now. And a lot of stuff that happened to me, I might feel a certain way about. And I might, you know, be really sad. And I might put my shoulds and shouldn'ts all over the past. And I might argue with reality. And I might finger point and blame. And all of that is all well and good. But what I have to do more than anything else is just accept. This is my reality right now. Because only from that place of accepting, not resisting and using this away from motivation that, that is shame or just hard work or just hustle or just, you know, beat yourself into submission. Only when I accept can I create that harmony to be in this dance with what is and see that all of this is, 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 is an opportunity to learn and grow and, and to use that stuff because that is a part of your personal curriculum, right? Like mm. Danny Alvey Thompson has his curriculum. Steve Lane has his curriculum. Whoever you are listening to, you have your curriculum. Whatever those things are, it's, it's just you're, you're a person going through your own thing. And, and the goal of the curriculum is to do the work, right? And right. resisting it and saying, fuck, I hate this piece of homework. I hate this teacher. I don't want to go. Like, well, you're still going to go because we're all going to this school. We go every single day and we all graduate mm -hmm. the same way and we all go out the same way. So you might as well understand that like, yeah, this stuff is happening for you. And that might be really painful, but accept that because when you accept that, you can move into harmony. And when you're in harmony, you can create some real actual change. And ultimately, that's what we're going for, isn't it? That's what we're trying to do every single day with our words, with our leadership. We're trying to create change. Um, I read an amazing book, and I think you'll really like it, by the way. And uh, it's called The Parable of the Sower. And uh, the author is an African-American lady, and she's basically writing the main characters as her story. And it's just an incredibly powerful story about this woman in a dystopian future that's set in the 2030s, really not that long from now. And kind of society has crumbled and collapsed, and there's like vigilantes, and there's people that try and start communes and, and all of this stuff to stay safe. And she's trying to start almost like a new religion. And her god in this religion is change. She says, God is change because it's the only thing that you can guarantee. It's the only thing that's consistent and you can shape change. So everybody can shape God in a sense. God is change. You can shape change, right? You can't always stop what is happening coming down the pipe in terms of viruses and what's going to happen and controlling the weather. But what you can do is you can shape change by who you're being today, how you're taking responsibility, how you're showing up. Are you accepting the lessons that life is throwing at you and are you working on yourself? And by doing that, you know, you can get to shape change because change is the universal constant and you're either mm. going to resist it and suffer or you're going to embrace it and grow and i think i know where most people want to be they want to embrace it and grow even sometimes if that's difficult but I just a lot of people have a really hard time getting there man and i i understand it because i've been there before as well and why because i was beating myself into submission i was resisting it i was doing all of the things that so much of our culture has taught us to do but so much of what our culture teaches us to do is not promoting health. It's not building right. resilient people, right? It's not, it's, not, it's not working. So we have to have this metaphorical breakdown of everything. And you see it happening across the board now. There's, there's breakdowns happening everywhere. And, and I think this is happening for a reason. And I think it's going to ultimately lead to a, a, a breakthrough eventually as people start to understand these these things that we're talking about and take that responsibility and accept what is and and then stay committed to living an extraordinary life on the other side of that mm, it's so powerful and i love this idea that you bring up of self-acceptance and what started coming up for me as you talk about self-acceptance is this idea that there's certain things that we can control and certain things that we cannot control and i think a lot of times what people get caught up in and I make this up that it's very much when people watch the news, it's, you know, all this shit that they have no control over yet because it is clickbait, because it is extremely catching and, and eye popping and all of that, people get so caught up in those things that are going on and like want to just be part of that conversation where in reality, what I believe we're both talking about is what are the things that you can actually control to grow going forward. And that's how we talk about like, you know, what are you listening to? What are you eating? What are you drinking? Who are you spending time with? Like, who are you having conversations with? What are you doing that is within your power to take you to where it is that you ultimately want to be? Because like you said, like, man, it's very easy to have this mentality of like victimhood and like, oh, the world's out to get me or 
all the cards are stacked against me. And the minute that a person is stuck on that, it is going to be impossible to pivot and go into a direction where you actually have this personal power. You can actually take responsibility and start to create changes, which I think is so important. And it's interesting, like, you know, it's 2021 now, you know, so many people just couldn't wait for 2020 to finish, right, which, right. which, all right, whatever. And then there's still a lot of, you know, a lot of the same things are still carrying over just maybe outside of Donald Trump being president. But it's like, especially when it comes to the coronavirus, you know, for me, and I know we've had so many discussions around this, it's like, okay, once the, once the vaccine comes, you know, all the, all the problems are going to be gone. And then now, now the conversation is, well, now the, somehow the virus mutated because geez, viruses never mutate and change. So now the, it's like, okay, now we need to get more people vaccinated or we need to get more people to, you know, stay away from each other or, you know, triple mask now and all these, all these things to me that are extremely foolish when there's no emphasis on how do we naturally boost our immune system? Like, like it's even to the point where like a lot of those things are even like censored or a lot of doctors are being silenced if they say that, you know, you can really improve your immune system by supplementing with vitamin D and glutathione and vitamin C and magnesium and just all of these things that are out there. And by eating a nutrient dense quality whole foods diet at the same time, you know, getting sleep, managing stress. And it, it's been interesting because like for me, one of my biggest lessons in 2020 was realizing like, oh, wait, I don't have any control over what the total narrative is. Right. And I found myself getting extremely triggered that like, wait, why aren't the the CNNs and the Fox Newses and all the whoever's, why aren't they talking about like ways that people can support a healthier lifestyle so that they don't have to be so afraid of this virus. And uh, that's something that I, I really got to work on. And what I found was that, okay, the way that I get, I get to keep my peace during these times is one, speak my truth and be able to talk about that on the platforms that I do have. And then also understand that I can't have these conversations with everybody. It's only going to be effective for me to have these types of conversations with the people who are willing to listen and who are willing to maybe understand that there's another possibility outside of whatever it's the government or, you know, pharmaceutical companies or whatever it is. I'm curious, like, what were your challenges when it came to, you know, hearing a lot of these narratives around what people should be doing in terms of like, you know, social distancing and eight masks and just you know, all that stuff versus, you know, all of the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical lifestyle habits that I know that you know are important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, more than anything else, it was just this constant frustration. I can't believe that we're, we, we, we can pretty much say we're a year into this thing now, right? And there is not a country, at least to my knowledge, that has used this time to highlight something that is so evident, that was so evident right in the early data coming out of Italy and China that health impacts uh, are huge when it comes to COVID complications, right? How, how metabolically healthy somebody is, how overweight, how obese, these things that now, in hindsight, a year later, imagine if we'd actually put some kind of emphasis on a re-education program, made healthy food some si somehow subsidizable to people of lower income households, like actually put any kind of effort into making this even an ounce of the conversation to encourage people to do whatever they can to get a little bit healthier because getting a little bit healthier in this COVID piece could literally be the difference between life or death. And you can see like, we're not talking here about something that is too difficult or takes too much time. And that's that was the excuse early on. It was like, well, you can't really tell people to go on a diet during a pandemic. It will take too long. Dude, you, you've seen this <laughs> in your world. I've seen this in my world. You, you can see people have absolutely incredible radical life transformations in 30 to 60 days, man. You can see somebody go from diabetic blood sugar levels to normal person blood sugar levels in as little as two weeks. You know what that does to the effects of 
potentially contracting COVID and the complications that will come from the cytokine storm, then it, it, it just so massively decreases that risk. And, and then other natural things like sunlight and vitamin D and the idea of closing parks and closing beaches doesn't make any sense. And not rolling this out to every person, it's an incredibly cheap supplement that we know has viable efficacy now at this point. We're still not doing it. And I guess that, that made me incredibly frustrated because it, it confirmed something that I already had a hunch and I kind of didn't want confirming, but now it's, it's clear as punch, is that the government really don't care about people. And, yeah. you know, that's not a conspiracy. And, and, and I know some people want to believe that the government are for the people. That's what the government should be for. It should be for the people, by the people, and it should be fundamentally helping the citizens. The government is clearly not for the people here. What we've got is a corporate headquarters and an yeah. enormous amount of confluence of interest that makes a very few people very powerful, um, very profitable, and uh, very rich. And because of that, they control the narrative. Like you think about the news, right? CNN, constant negative news. Why aren't they talking about this stuff? Why aren't they talking about the benefits of getting outside and walking 10,000 steps a day and eating more fruits and vegetables and supplementing vitamin D and removing the package, you know, process crap? Well, because they are funded. They are a business. And yeah. what bleeds leads. And unfortunately, healthy people in this you know industrial complex are not profitable so i think i already had the hunch at this was going on understanding my nutritional background and looking at how our nutritional guidelines are formed and things like that but seeing it play out at such a global scale with the immense loss of life but also seeing the very very clear contrast here between looking at people who actually die of covid being very moribund very elderly or very very sick overweight obese with metabolic ill health versus the vast majority of people that actually aren't that healthy that don't die from covid so why aren't we focusing on getting the unhealthy people healthier why aren't we pivoting our narrative to at least make this a part of the conversation and sure you know what keep the vaccine in the conversation if you want to do that keep the lockdowns in the conversation if you want to do that keep spraying your friggin amazon boxes with lysol if you want to do all of that crazy stuff as well but can we at least bring this topic of health to the table and it didn't happen and it's incredibly frustrating and there you go if you want a real world example of how exactly no one is coming to save you and a vaccine isn't going <laughs> to save you and the government isn't going to save you and big daddy in the sky isn't going to save you and the only person that can save you is you then that's it look at it we've got a direct print out of what happened over the last year so frustration a little bit of anger and a little bit of sadness at the human condition because Ultimately, there are a lot of people that are in very powerful positions that could steer this narrative if they wanted to. They're obviously not stupid people. There's, there's a reason they're billionaires, right? And they yeah. don't. So that makes me sad because this isn't some kind of benevolent conspiracy. This is a conspiracy that puts the masses uh, at the bottom of the totem pole. These people that do have power they don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about any of you. They, they care about lining their own pockets and keeping that wealth concentrated. And um, I know that that can sound conspiratorial for a lot of people, but I'm sure for a lot of people, it sounds exactly like what is truth and what is happening and what is very clear as long as you can have the, the, um, the idea that you can even see that, you know, the idea that, oh, you know what, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe nobody is, you know, looking out for me and maybe the government isn't for me and maybe it is time again to focus on what I can control and what I think and what I eat and how I move and how I get outside and how I go and hug my family members and how I look after myself. Maybe that is really where the, where the magic pill is here, not in just waiting for what, you know, CNN or Fox tells you. Amen. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. And it's just so interesting to me because like you said, I'm not saying don't wear a mask. I'm not saying don't get a vaccine. I'm not saying don't social distance. I'm not saying don't wash your hands. I'm not saying don't use hand sanitizer. I'm not saying don't don't spray your your Amazon box with Lysol or or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But what's missing is why is it that all of those things are being told or being, you know, explained like, "Hey, this is what you need to do." At with the complete absence of anything related to lifestyle factors. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's where, like you, like that's where my frustration comes in. And, you know, I've had conversations with just a lot of friends who are close to me. And, you know, they're, uh, most of them, they lean 
and this is what I think, because I was going to say, most of them lean liberal. And for me, I'm very, I'm nonpartisan. Like, I don't believe in this two-party um, left-right system that we have in the U.S. Because what ends up happening is, it's like, it just seems like they're just playing like a big game at the government level of like, well, we're not going to do this unless you do this. Or like, or, oh, we'll do this thing for you if like you do this thing for us. And and it just seemed like there was so many times during, you know, COVID where, you know, even for something like the, say like the COVID relief stimulus, like the second one they did, like, you know, th- there was a way that it could have happened quicker and maybe even with more money, not saying that that's the right solution, but that was something that was on the table. Yet, you know, one side is like, well, no, we're not going to do it because then it's going to make Trump look good or something. And we can't have him. And it's like, and it's like, are we doing this for like the politics or are we doing this for the people? And unfortunately, in in my opinion, my perception, it is, it's all on just the political side. It's, it's, and it's crazy that we live in a world where like, you know, if you're a big business and you have enough money, you can go lobby, like pay to lobby in Washington and have certain things passed or upheld and no one in the world even knows about it because it's not publicized. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's just so crazy to me. And again, it goes right back to your point of what are the things that you can control? You control where you spend your dollar. You control like what are you buying to eat? What are you buying to consume? Like what type of subscriptions do you have of different news entities like online? Like all of these different types of things dictate how well or unwell your life can possibly be. So like, man, I, I can't say enough. But Paul Check says it all the time. It's like vote with your dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like understand where your dollar is going to. And I can't say it enough. Like we're in a position right now in 2021 where we can make massive shifts personally. I can make a, a massive shift in my life. Steve can make massive shifts in his life. And if every individual does that for themselves, well, guess what? Now the world becomes a better place. But but it starts with going within first. And and, and like a challenge for people who are listening because this this idea I'm I'm so in line with this idea of like this this change that we're talking about making it has to be a grassroots movement it's not going to come like top down policy change it's going to come by people on the ground changing what they consume literally and changing what they consume with their eyeballs changing where they vote with their dollar and this is where we have to band together as humans as literal brothers and sisters and understand that there are some people that are so suppressed and downtrodden right now that they can't even vote with the dollar it's not even on the table for them to vote with the dollar because they're literally trying to friggin survive now if you are in a position where you can vote for your dollar to support something else and you are choosing not to do that then you're a little bit of a part of the problem right if you can choose to support these more um, benevolent companies, um, more organic food, more pasture-raised meats, for example, the market will adjust to that. And over time, though, that food will become cheaper. And over time, if everybody switched to that, conventional food wouldn't even exist because everything would become organic. And then guess what? Even the lowest income families that are really downtrodden and really hard spent will be eating earth-grown nutrients and we won't be destroying our soils. But until we can get people to do that and stop shopping for gas, like they sorry stop shopping for food like they shop for gas to quote our homie paul check again where they're just thinking cheaper is better and not thinking about the impacts of where that dollar goes and who is that farmer that's feeding from and the fact that we're flying in you know strawberries from mexico and choosing to buy those for 2.99 instead of buying the 5.99 ones that are grown from our hometown farmer down the road who's regenerating the soil and putting that money back in then we're just going to keep increasing this divide and again it's a little bit of a selfish paradigm it's hard for to tell people to do something that benefits the, the 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 greater good but if we don't start Firstly, looking after ourselves because we understand that by voting with our dollar wisely, we're going to enhance our lives, but we're also supporting our collective. Then we're going to just stay stuck in this divided uh, place forever where the poor get poorer, the rich get richer. And, and then, you know, ultimately we just destroy the lower and middle classes. And even the, the people like you and I that have the ability to vote with our dollar will be just, you know, 
puppets of the state because we didn't take action, we didn't take responsibility, we didn't vote with our dollar, and we waited too long to make those decisions felt. And, and we can only do that from how we show up. Like you said, vote with your dollar, vote with your words, um, you know, shop at the right kind of places, consume the right kind of media. Um, that's where the change will happen, you know, because again, this isn't going to be a magic, you know, shake of a fairy tale stick and everything is now all happy, you know, rainbows and the media becomes truthful and the food yeah. becomes healthy and organic. It ain't going to happen. So we have to make it happen. Each one of us. Absolutely. And what you talk about, too, is just really how powerful we are as individual people when we all come together and really band towards something that we're very passionate about. Because like you said, once these demand cha changes for what the people want and what they're demanding from the customer, or I'm sorry, from the company, then that's what's going to dictate what that company does. Like it's no, it's no coincidence that Walmart now sells organic produce. Like there's a reason for it. And I think when we understand that and we realize how powerful we are, well, then we'll, we can start consciously spending our dollar in a better way. And I think ultimately the reason why people don't do it is like many things, they just don't know. They don't know. And I think our work is so important because ignorance is not bliss, right? Like being able to, to like have facts and like be empowered and understand what you're capable of and what your own truth is, that's what's going to allow you to go out and truly serve yourself and your family and the world at large at the end of the day. Amen, brother. And, and if it's, it's you, you, you now go into even something that's deeper, right? If it's a problem, like people can, a lot of people can't make these changes. Oh, not, not that they can't make these changes, but they're, they're, they're unconscious that these changes even matter because they haven't been educated on these. And now, well, well, who's funding the education system? And why does the education system exist? And, and, and look at how this all ties in. It was designed, it's ancient. It's, you know, in our high-speed modern tech world where we've got flying cars and all of this cool stuff, we've got a horse-drawn cart and a, and a, you know, sorry, you hear that helicopter going overhead? Uh, see, they, they must have heard, heard us. They're trying to get you, Ski, watch out. That's Bill Gates right there, folks. <laughs> oh, man. No, what I was saying was like, and, until we can actually change the education, education system too, we're just gonna keep churning out more worker bees that are designed to literally be a product of this consumerist system. You know, schools today, they're amazing in the sense that they get kids in an environment and they give them free meals and they give them at least an opportunity to become educated, but they're very authoritarian. It's very much like, yeah. this is the expert, do as the expert says. And what does that do? Well, look at where we are right now. We've just got this massive overinvestment in authority figures. Anybody in a lab coat, anybody with PhD after the name is a, is a literal god. And it's very... Um, you know, it's very archetypical manipulation of the of the institutions that we've got. And school has become a top-down system of coercion where you just sit in lines, you know, do as you're told, put your hand up when you want to speak and listen to me, I am the expert. So until those institutions actually start to change the narrative completely, encourage creativity and three, free thinking, stop attacking physical education, start educating kids on food and soil, and essentially deinstitutionalize them, then that's a real problem. And I think that's also why you're seeing things like homeschooling on the rise and things like that, because people that are a little bit more quote unquote woke are not going to put their people in those situations, especially if they are, you know, maybe a little bit vaccine hesitant as well. And they're delaying the vaccine schedule because they think that's gone a little bit crazy. Or maybe the total anti-vax because they trust in this amazing body that we have and God's design didn't put us on this earth to require vaccines to survive in this world. And now they can't get into a school because they don't have these vaccines and they can't get into a doctor's office because they're not up to date on the schedule, which is just, it's, it's manipulation, it's gaslighting, and it's bullying of more people that are trying to take agency over their own health and decide what they want to think, what they want to inject in their bodies, and they want to have this informed decision. And our culture currently is trying to do anything and everything it can to stamp that out and stop that. Because guess what? That is dangerous. That is very dangerous to a system. And that is why conversations like this, to a degree, are dangerous too. Because it's people that wake up are going to see that they're... They've been manipulated and lied to. And that 
could eventually lead to some kind of a rebellion, hopefully a healthy rebellion. But at the same time, until people actually make the stand and choose to rebel with their actions, with the dollar, with the words, nothing will change. And And it's such a systemic problem that it goes all the way back to our education system and everything in between. So you raise a very good point. Yeah, it is fascinating, like how it goes back to these early systems. It's almost like we are literally conditioned on, okay, this is how we get to buy into an authoritarian, you know, whatever you want to call it, life, I guess, where, okay, this is the teacher. So whatever the teacher tells you, it's correct because it's coming from that person of authority and understanding that at the end of the day, like that teacher is just reciting what is in that book. And it's like, who was it that wrote the book? You know what I mean? And oftentimes we look like way far back. It's like, whoever is like the winner of the war is the person who gets to tell the history. Right. So, you know, for everyone listening now, and don't, don't get me wrong. I feel like a lot of these subjects that, that Steve and I are touching on, like they can be very polarizing. They can be triggering and that's fine. That's okay. What I think is important is if you are being triggered, figure out what is it exactly that is triggering you? Why does it bother you? Is it going against one of your core values, one of your personal values? Is it going against some of your principles? Is it potentially shedding light on perhaps the manipulation that you're starting to realize that there is that is out there? Because I think, you know, until someone, and we talk about the hero's journey all the time, but it's like until a person really hits their version of rock bottom. That's when, unfortunately, like that's like the only, not the only, but the most common time when someone decides to change. I know it happened in me and my life with my mom's death and all the sickness I've seen around my family. And I know that you've had very similar um, situations yourself and experiences too, Steve. And what this is showing me right now um, in 2021, going back to 2020, and honestly, a ton of years before that, is that the way that things currently are, are not working. And now it is upon us as individuals to be able to look at it and decide what is it that we are going to do as individuals to change it if we feel like it needs to be changed. And I think a lot of that does come with education. And within education, it's this one unlearning of so many of the things that we were conditioned to learn and then relearning how to actually come up with arguments and really do our own research as opposed to just regurgitating somebody else's argument or using a headline as you know as a fact of like what's going on right right because Because, it's crazy crazy. i think think right right now now it's 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 super super strange this whole idea of like fact fact checkers checkers. Mm. you know (laughs) what i mean mean? it's It's like like, what like, like I, I, I swear, swear before, before 2020, 2020 I've never heard, heard of the, the term fact, fact checker. checker. Now, and who fact checks the fact checkers? <laughs> That's, That's what, what I'm saying. saying. Who's, Who's fact checking the fact checkers? And it's like, do, do fact, fact checkers get paid? Are they, they doing, doing it out of the kindness of their heart? Or is it just like a, just an, an, an upstanding group of citizens who are just donating their time of course. To, to look at all of the facts out there and just sift through, through them all and make sure that they're, they're telling us which ones are, are true or not it's the oracle in the matrix that's who's there <laughs> yeah just fact checking everything that you post on social media yeah, like no neil just, god it's just so crazy and like you know stats like you know you and i we look at stats and we create stats all the time and something i learned very early on in my education at georgetown when it came to statistics in one of my first stat classes there the t- the professor told us that stats are easily manipulated like 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 and with confirmation bias like any one of us can just go out there and find any quote-unquote statistic that backs exactly what it is that we're putting out to view it's it's uh, it's probably like six months old at this point and it's of uh, bill gates himself the man himself talking about um it was a news segment he's talking about adverse reactions in the vaccine trials and he's doing this interview and you'll be able to find it. it's not been pulled down or anything but he's got a stack of books on the table next to him it's four or five books and one of the books there literally sitting there it says how to lie with statistics and it's literally oh like, it's almost like you can't write this shit. It's almost it's like, so wait a minute, is that, who's the publicist here that put that there? And is this, you know, like a, a Freudian slip or what? But um, what you said there about um, this, this 
it's also right this is where it's tricky right because it's also incredibly scary for people to take that level of responsibility because like you said people have got to learn almost how to think for themselves again they've got to learn how to read both sides of a story they've got to learn how to form their own opinions and if you've not been doing that or, or what you thought you was doing in doing that was actually just regurgitating somebody else's opinion basically you were you were you were a child essentially and this is what's happening a lot is where a lot of adults or they look like adults but they're very much stuck in that childlike energy of they're just repeating what the you know big daddy said or whatever it was you know the teacher said so this is right it's very scary for people to take that responsibility and say okay maybe i have to question my own beliefs because by questioning their own beliefs is going to you know have them question their own um just just standing of themselves and their own trust of themselves and that can be very frightening for other people so while it requires all of those things that you said it's also going to require an enormous amount of bravery and a lot of that warrior spirit to you know stand up and 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 fight again and fight for fight for what is right and fight for your own truth and you know that's that's lacking in our culture a little bit you know as we've gotten a little bit disconnected and a little bit softer and a little bit more you know, um, ingrained into this culture of just, you know, basically stay in line, do as you're told and, and, and everything will be fine. But like you said, it ain't working and there's a lot of stuff that needs to change. And I understand it from numerous facets that that's going to be really hard. Firstly, for the person to see that and be open to it. And secondly, to have the bravery to actually go about doing the work in order to accomplish that. Absolutely. And I think, and just to add one thing to that, that I think can be very important is being open to being wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I think, uh, especially for me, it's something that, especially the last five, six years, it's like understanding that I could think something is correct. It could even be working for me for a certain amount of time. And then even after a certain amount of time, it might not be right anymore. And I get to detach from it and now make a new hypothesis based off of my findings of my earlier testing and research. And I think, and I think so many people are just so afraid to say like, hey, I was wrong or like, hey, I'm sorry, because somehow maybe that's going to lower their social status or how they're viewed by other people, I guess. I don't know. Exactly yeah. right, man. And, and but that's it. That's like that is that is how you grow. Right. That is how you learn. You have to be willing to be wrong. And like it takes a little bit to get there. But now I actually get excited about that possibility of posting something and, and, and having somebody challenge me not because I don't no longer see it as this battle of like, oh this person's trying to prove me wrong and I'm going to win this battle it's kind of like oh this person really has something to say and they have a different perspective and even embody like this fact that they might be right they might be right and can I look at this you know very objectively remove my emotions from the equation and if they are right and that resonates for me and that lands then guess what I'll change my stance and I will say thank you for that person because that allows me to get better but it takes a very mature person that's done the work on themselves in order to to get to that place and I think that's where a lot of people do get stuck up you know it's then that's why social media in a sense can be so dangerous because then what do we do well we easy now if somebody says something that challenges and even catches you out and it proves you wrong and they can back it up with logic and data then do you accept that or do you just hit block? <laughs> you know, yeah, let's right. just delete the post or hit block. And, and then uh, I'll just create an echo chamber of only people that think like me so I can make myself, you know, um, more confident in, in confirming the things that I already think I knew. And that makes me feel really good about myself instead of actively going to the opposite side and, and hearing what they have to say, because they might have to something very valuable to say, because remember, they believe in what they're saying as much as you believe in what you're saying. And that right. must mean something, right? They, they have a reason for thinking so. To be open to entertain that, I think, uh, you know, that's just being an adult. I think, again, you know, we just don't have that many adults, even though we've got a lot of people running around doing adult things. We've got a lot of um, children, archetypically and energetically, that need to just learn to stand on their own two feet again. And a part of that is learning to think freely. Absolutely. Learning to, to think freely and having a level of open-mindedness. That like, hey, maybe something is different than the way I perceive it. Or maybe it's just different than what the majority of society thinks is true or false. And I think when we can continually like have our learning hat on and, and have this energy where we're constantly seeking 
better knowledge like what are like the practicality of things because anyone could be a talking head like anyone could say like oh well well this should be that way or this is actually like this but if you're not actually living that or you've not actually experienced that or you're not around a bunch of people who have experienced that then what are you actually saying there's really nothing behind it and that's why i i like i respect you so much steve because you walk your talk like everything that you talk about I've seen you do multiple times and consistently that shows that like, Hey, like if you're going to be listening to somebody about health, wellness, personal development, spirituality, all of those things, do you know that that person is actually doing those things? Right? Like if you're, if you're listening to somebody on health, like, is that a healthy person? If you're listening to somebody on open-mindedness, are they talking about multiple perspectives? And I, and I think that's important because too much, I'll see certain things, um, going right back to the politicians, like just these funny examples of like, Hey, everyone stay home. Don't go anywhere. And then, and then these videos and pictures come out of them being out in public indoors with no mask. And it's just like, well, let's, let's, uh, maybe that's not the the best person to, you know, have in a leadership position, but that's just me. Yeah, and it's and it's like a growing concern because in the world of you know technology and screens that we live in now, it is really easy for people to talk a really good game, but not necessarily walk that walk. And you know, I kind of feel bad for those people at the same time too. And you have to hold compassion for them because they're obviously um, either not able to follow their own advice, um, and that's got to lead to a lot of turmoil, or they're 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 completely okay with manipulating people usually for financial gain and that's going to come from some you know deep aspect of their own shadow and and i feel for those people to a degree but i also like it's it's one of the things that i you know struggle with and, and resent a lot about this world is that it's so easy for people to just talk a big game and not actually follow through and that's where it comes again here we go right back to where we started with personal responsibility of the person yes. that is receiving that information be your own fact checker fact check this person you know are they a living example of what they talk about are they an embodiment of it do they get results for people are they practicing what they preach or are they just all you know trendy little you know 15 second videos and amazing filters because it's okay (laughs) to look at that stuff but that's not going to be the stuff that helps you evolve as a person so vet your attention very very carefully and the people that inspire you great let's just make sure that those people that inspire you are actually worthy of your inspiration and worthy of your attention because your attention is your number one asset and please don't give that over lightly don't give that over lightly to the mainstream media and the news don't give that over lightly to us on this conversation like give that with intention and give that because you believe in the in the in the truth and the resonance and the and the action of the person behind the words because that means an awful lot and i think that you know a lot of people are not doing that and that can be very dangerous in a in a world where so many people are not fully confident in themselves and are easy targets for being manipulated mm. so that you know it, it's 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 a it's a very tricky one and i thank you for saying that as well and i see it right back in you you're another one of those men that are speaking their truth and walking their walk and i wouldn't be having this conversation if you wasn't one of those because those are my people you know and and i think it's so so important to you know be a change maker and that means living by example leading by example knowing that you don't have all the answers but being committed to finding them and and exploring yourself so you can help people work on themselves and that's that's it in a nutshell brother so mad respect and and thank you for you know seeing that in me as well no, my pro- no problem, brother, and thank you. As they say, uh, birds of a feather flock together, and you're absolutely my tribe. And I'm, I'm so happy that we get to spend time like this together talking about things that we believe are so foundational and important for ourselves and people of the world. So everyone that's been listening, you know, thank you for your time. And please embody and truly understand that the way you spend your dollar and where you place your attention is such a valuable asset and do not take it lightly. And I would even invite you to reflect and see like, where is your money going? Where is your attention going? And ultimately are those things serving your dream life, your ideal life, you being your best self and living a nice fulfilling life overall. overall. Bingo, man. I think you nailed it. Good way to close. Where your attention goes is where your energy flows. And 
money also is an exchange of that energy and that trust. So just become way more dialed into that, become way more aware of it, become way more conscious of it. And, and you can literally be the catalyst for your own massive change in the world. And by doing that, by working on yourself, by being the change, you get to have this ripple effect that goes out far, far beyond you into every interaction and even into interactions that will remain unseen forever. But you've got to trust in that and you've got to, you know, you know, worship that idea that you have to work on yourself first and foremost. And, and by doing that, your life gets better and everything else gets better. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do, man. So, hey, uh, thanks for having me on, dude. Always fun with these chats. And like I said at the beginning, flow state. Look at that. An hour gone in no time. <laughs> nah, you already know. I appreciate that. Amen to everything that you said. I mean, honestly, better yourself, better the world. Steve, where can everyone listening find you at? Best place to go is just head on over to Instagram. And I'm over there at Peak Primal Health. And uh, that's where you'll find me talking about all of the kinds of things that we're talking about today and just working on myself so I can share those lessons with you guys and hopefully help people just keep evolving and keep growing. Hey, man. And everyone listening, Steve is a must follow. Please check him out see his words and again anything that he says like or that i say you can go out and research it yourself and come up with your own answers and solutions boom steve, steve appreciate, appreciate you my, you brother. my brother peace out brother peace, peace.